Welcome in, everybody, to the West Side Sports Podcast. It is Monday, January 15th, 2024. Happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody. Uh, first of all, I just want to say uh, thank you, Dr. King, for everything you've done for our country and for the status of everything where we sit currently. Is uh, Without you, we wouldn't be where we are without a shadow of a doubt today. And I just want to preface that before we get into the sports conversation today. Today's going to be kind of a smorgasbord podcast today. I'm going to react with the things I saw in the football through Wild Card Weekend, which will wrap up today here in a couple hours with the infamous Bills-Steelers game followed by Bucks-Eagles. I will get into my predictions for both of those games here in a little bit. But first of all, welcome in, everybody, to the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Esri. Welcome in, welcome in. It is a beautiful, frigid, cold-as-shit Morning here in Washington. It is chilly. We've had a cold streak. The whole nation's freezing. I'm sitting here trying to keep warm with tea, and we're going to dive. How about them Cowboys, huh? How about them Cowboys? And if you're a Cowboy fan, you probably don't want to listen to this podcast. I'll tell you right now. Right now, right out of the gate. You want to know why? Because it brings me joy. It brings me pleasure. It brings me happiness to watch the Dallas Cowboys fall right on their faces like they do every year. You know, I used to be a giant fan, huge fan of First Take because I love Stephen A. I like the the, uh, the back and forth culture with him and Max and Molly. But most of the time it was funny because it was just a Cowboys troll, right? Cowboys haven't won a playoff game, or better yet, Cowboys haven't been to the NFC Championship game in my entire life. And everyone that says, oh, it's a curse, good. Good, it's a curse for a reason. Because the Cowboys are the most obnoxious fans in football. It's been like that for my entire life, and it ain't never going to change. You know? We, we see and crack jokes about Bill's Mafia jumping off of tables and stuff like that, and... Showing up to shovel snow without shirts on and crazy barbaric shit like that. But this this is how humbling works, right? And I'm going to have a bold, hot take here. And it, it, it will never, it will physically, feasibly probably happen in 15 to 20 years, right? The moment Jerry Jones relinquishes ownership of the Dallas Cowboys is when they will win the championship. Facts. I said it, and I don't back down. You want to know why? Because Jerry don't Jerry Jones doesn't know how to construct a football team. He or you know what? I mean, maybe I shouldn't say knows how to construct a football team. He doesn't know who the hell he's supposed to hire as a freaking coach. First, it's Jason Garrett, and you slaughtered him and tossed him to the meat sellers. And then now it's Big Mike McCarthy. We ate nachos and drank beer and drank whiskey and had a bonding moment. And then we hired him because he's going to be a cowboy. You guys are stupid as shit for believing that Mike McCarthy was ever going to win you a championship. Mike McCarthy could hardly get it done with one of the best quarterbacks in the history of freaking football and Aaron Rodgers. And you think he was going to get it done with Dak Prescott? Did they have 12 wins? Yes. Did they have one of the best offenses in football? Yes. Was this defense absolutely fucking tenacious all year? Yes. But what happened? They choked 
the proverbial chicken. That's what happened. I watched Dak Prescott looking like Sam Darnold in Jersey. Seeing ghosts. Seeing what he thought was going to be open. Ask Jair Alexander. Ask the other guy that, that, that got a pick six. And for the record, Raiders fans, this is a slight fact. Guess who's on that staff? Rich Basaccia. The dude who led that Raiders team to get into the playoffs. And then you were stupid enough to cut him. So he went to Green Bay. And Green Bay's just been cooking. They've been cooking for weeks. You know, Jordan Love's got 22 touchdowns to one pick. From what I do believe of week 14 and on. This team is balling. I can't wait for this matchup. Niners, Packers, whatever happens today, it's going to be good. I know today is for it's for the AFC, but this slate of football was what we were wanting to see. The first few games, they all sucked. Tua sucked. The Dolphins couldn't do shit. And everyone's saying, oh, well, it's, of course, Patrick Mahomes. You know, Mahomes, the Chiefs always blah, 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 blah. It's the, re- it's the same rhetoric. You hate greatness. It's Patrick freaking Mahomes. He's baby goat. I said it with my chest. Because the dude's different. And he's been different the moment he came into the league and stood across the field from the greatest football player of all time in Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Right? So for all you people that are like, oh, well, you know, Mahomes is great because he had Tyreek Kill and all his wide receivers. You know that all season, all we heard about from the Chiefs, they couldn't catch a fucking football. Couldn't catch shit. They led the league in drop passes. But man, they had this this rookie wide receiver in Rasheed Rice who's starting to creep. And he did more and more and more as the season went on. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Okay. Okay. Travis Kelsey looked like half dog shit on Sunday. On Saturday, excuse me. Facts. Love Kelsey. Hate the whole Taylor Swift thing because I'm tired of it. That's a different conversation and I am not going to get into that. But... This is a pretty good slate of football this weekend. I hope, I hope that Bills and Steelers game is good. Josh Allen, whoever the fuck starts at quarterback for Pittsburgh. It should be Mason Rudolph without question. Um, I have not looked into who's starting. Apologies for that. Um, But I just look at what I watched this weekend and said, offenses were attacking all over the league. And can we give some respect and say holy shit about CJ Stroud? Fun fact, CJ Stroud and Jordan Love had one yard difference between their overall stat lines for the whole game. That's some incredible shit. It is. I love it. I think it makes for great theater, it makes for good watching, it makes the food taste better, it makes your beverages taste better as well. This is what makes playoff football so damn good. And I hope and pray that we're going to get as good a football, if not better, today. But my gut tells me these games today might... I think the second game is going to be better than the first game, but that's just my opinion. But again, let's, let's, let's rewind the script here, okay? 
The Texans went Damn. Damn. I mean, my God. CJ Stroud is a... I, I'm not trying to sound like I'm late to the party. He is a fucking dude. That dude showed up and played sensational football. I, he reminds me so much of that clutch factor of a young Russell Wilson. Some people are going to say, oh, you're making the Russell comparison because you're, you're a Seattle dude. And you know what? You're right. But you know what? When you watch a game and you see the X factor and it's shining like the fucking red X that you watch on Madden, right? You can't help but notice that this team is built differently. D'Amico Ryans, this team is all around that head coach and that quarterback. And man, that defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, he's going to get some love. He's going to get some serious attention. And he deserves it. I would be interested in that name for Seahawks, possibly at the end of, of the coaching search. We'll touch into that here in a little bit. But this was a, I'm not going to call it a great weekend of football. The first couple games were better than the last two games. Saturday was better than Sunday, in my opinion. Yes, it made great theater. Jared Goff, Matt Stafford. Yes, there were there were calls that, that were fucking blatantly missed. I don't know how the hell you missed that shit. I'm getting to the point, and I've said it once, and I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it until I am blue and purple in my face. We need full-time referees, no questions. There shouldn't be any argument, any conversation, any rhetoric to make it to where it shouldn't be the case. Because in the highest, most pinnacle moments of the football year in the playoffs is when you need damn near perfection. And you can't ask true perfection because these are human beings. They're going to make mistakes, right? I try to give referees some benefit of the doubt. Granted, it's harder to do that when they're, when they're do, you know, officiating your team on your given Sunday throughout 17 weeks of the year, right? I understand that. But we were privy to good games this weekend. They were smart to move the game back between Buffalo and the Steelers. I was a bit disappointed with it initially because I love snow, snow globe games. They're just a ton of fun to watch, even though there's a fucking shit ton of injuries in them in general. But this is just gonna make it's gonna make a theater today. Josh Allen. Uh, I almost said Mitch Trubisky. I hope and pray to God that isn't the case. Mason Rudolph, Najee Harris. Pittsburgh is going to go into Buffalo with the same exact game plan. They should as they went into our Seattle Seahawks at Lumen Field, right? Formerly CenturyLink Field. And run the football down their throats. Because if you could go, if you could do that, and you limit the time of possession and Josh and with Josh Allen with the football in his hands, that is your recipe for success. That is your recipe to make the right brisket for your pregame festivities in the parking lot, right? With that being said, we're going to leave that there. We're going to transition into the next conversation here, right? I mentioned that the coaching search for the Seahawks is going to be interesting, right? I mentioned Dan Quinn when the immediate news came out, blah, blah, blah. Mike Vrabel. This is from Albert Breer of The Athletic. Sources state that Dan, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> Sources state the Cowboys defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, will interview for the Panthers and Titans head job on Wednesday. 
the Commanders' head job on Thursday and the Chargers' job on Friday via Zoom. There are no scheduled appointments with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, some people are going to say, why? He's a defensive-minded guy. He's a branch off of Pete's tree. He's familiar with the city, with the franchise, with the, or, with the, with the organization. Wouldn't it be a, like, like a glove-in-hand fit, right? In theory, it would. Did you guys, I mean, I hate to ask this question. Did you guys see how bad the Cowboys defense was on Sunday? My God. Did that change my opinion? Yeah. Are some people going to say, should it have changed your opinion? Maybe. That's true. That's for your own opinion. My eyes? Yeah, it changed everything for me. Because I expected Dallas to wipe the floor with, with, with Green Bay. I'm not trying to be rude to Green Bay at all. It's just been the narrative of the season. Green Bay's been up and down. Defense has been young. They're growing. They're fast. Very similar to Kansas City. Jordan Love's been rising steadily week by week. But, I mean, Christian Watson, Jalen Reed, they've got a fair amount of players, but not enough besides for the running game, A.J. Dillon and uh, uh, Aaron Jones, excuse me, that I knew enough about this team to be comfortable talking about them because I didn't because I haven't watched a single Packers game all season because I'm not a diehard Packers fan. But that defense just uh, that. What the hell was that? Dan Quinn? I mean, it was it looked like it was he was out schemed. I don't think it was players. I think it was scheme. You look at the overall, you know. You look at the summary of what happened with the Dallas defense. Some people will say it was scheme. Some people will say that it was health. Whatever. But the facts are facts. Green Bay was just a better team. Sunday and uh I am a little caught off guard that Dan Quinn's name is not included in this list but what that tells me my myself me personally my field of view on this is that the Seahawks are not looking to make the hire that everybody is expecting them to make which could be controversial it could go good it could go bad who the fuck knows I don't know but what I can tell you is that Mike McDonald, I think, is a little more appealing. Ravens haven't played. They have the bye. Right? But Mike McDonald's name is getting a lot of run right now. He's pretty much included in every single head coaching thing. And I listened to ESPN Radio yesterday with Coach Herm and everybody else. And they were like, oh, yeah, Seahawks' only option is Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not trying to be the biggest jackass in the world. That's awful easy to say when you didn't do any homework. It's like when Adam Schefter came on 710 this week and they asked him, hey, look, we know your fucking your phone's going crazy. You've got your brains going 15 different places. You've got nine different head coaching, um, you know, vacancies going on right now. What do you what are, what are, what are a couple names that we should think of? Right. Besides for the given, you know, the Dan, or at least talk about Dan Quinn, at least. Adam Schefter didn't have a damn thing to say. Oh, I, to be honest with you guys, I hadn't really gotten that far yet. I am going to say what I'm going to say. And I don't, not to be rude, I don't 
This this is why the fuck would you go on a radio station? A national radio station. 710 ESPN Seattle. And not have your homework done. Or at least started, Schefter? All you gave a shit about is New England? Who the fuck cares about the Patriots? For us. We don't care. We're on the opposite side of the country, Schefter. I know I'm going at you right now, but you deserve this, Adam. If you agree to go on a radio station and then you literally say, oh, sorry, guys, I don't have anything for you. You kind of deserve to be with the voice crack to be shredded, to be questioned, to ask why the fuck did you even get on the radio station to begin with? This this is the kind of stuff that makes me heated because that right there is disrespectful to our guys in Brock Heward and Mike Salk and the producers with Justin and Mora, all the guys, Charles, everybody who runs that show, right? That is a waste of time and that is disrespectful to the station, Adam. So the next time, because you know what? If you were to get a call into Dallas, or you know what? Let alone the conversation in the in the Zoom call you had on the Pat McAfee show, you were sure ready for that shit. But you were ready for us. Blow me, Adam Schefter. I, I'm dude. It's. I know that's not a very nice thing to say on this, and I apologize. But I'm trying to keep this real and honest for for like for everybody who's, who's listening, because that's why you 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 tune in. You want to know what I what I think. And the fact that the Seahawks, who lost their head coach after 14 years, and they bring on the biggest head honcho for NFL, who's obviously known with his three phones, and he shows up and doesn't even have literally anything to speak about our organization. Waste of time. That's what I have to say with about that topic. I've been building this up on Twitter for the last few days. I want to pour that out there. With that being said, let's transition to the next one. This is where it's going to get a little heated. Okay. Now, as a sports connoisseur, like as I call myself, as an analyst, right? I am a fan, but I look at almost everything with the analytical perspective, right? That's what I try to bring here on this podcast with a little bit of personal flavor, right? Everybody knows Kalen DeBoer left. A lot of people ask me, am I going to make an emergency podcast? I thought about it. I thought about it long and hard. And as much as I wanted to, it wasn't appropriate at the time. The reason I say it wasn't appropriate is because it was nothing but pure emotion for me. When when the first new, when the news first was announced that he was, quote, negotiating a contract live on 710 with Brock Heward. And Brock Heward is doing everything he can to be cordial and professional because obviously he has a mantle to hold up to right this i hate it i hate all of this i hate the fact that college football has turned into a lottery i hate that college football has went from a establishment of legacy honor grit integrity playing for your brothers and that shit is gone and some people are gonna say well still kind of exists you you could have a conversation about that but 
you look at the landscape of college football right now, and it's all based upon one question. How much are you going to pay me? And I understand. These athletes deserve to be paid. I do not disagree with that. They have been taken advantage of for a long time. Uh, the NIL deal with the name, image, and likeness, blah, 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 all that bullshit, right? Um, athletes deserve to be paid, right? I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I have family members that went to colleges and received like pay myself like that to, to, to go to school. But, but that's how it works. That's how the exchange of business works, right? Doesn't matter if you go to Sioux Falls in South Dakota. Doesn't matter if you go to a school in Montana. Doesn't go if you, if you go to fucking Syracuse or North Carolina or Duke, for God's sake, if you're lucky enough for it, right? Doesn't matter. The, 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 the narrative is the narrative, and the idea doesn't change. That college football is being ruined every single year. That this NIL continues to exist. In a dream world for me, on a side note, call it a we need a commissioner for college football. We need a Roger. We need a Roger. We need an Adam Silver. Uh, God forbid we don't need a Rob Manfred because screw that clown. But we need somebody who can hold the position of being the head honcho and hold put everybody in place. Because right now, it is the wild, wild west. And the with Kalen leaving, we saw, obviously, the kids followed, right? And when kids leave, you have narratives and vacancies are created. Was he... Some people ask, did Kalen really want to be here? Not to be rude. That's a stupid question. Because... The University of Washington allowed him to create a stepping stool to go to the biggest college football program in the country in Alabama. Right? Apologies for the sniffle. Still dealing with this cold. But Kalen leaving at first for me was like, now the program's going to get set back multiple years. I understand you can revamp the program sooner than later based upon the NIL and the portal. But you lost when you lost Austin Mack, Will, uh, Will Rogers, all these kids, the quarterbacks that were in here, wide receivers, linebackers, running backs, blah, 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 blah. They're all just all leaving, right? And they made the announcement the hire of hiring Jed Fish, which I will get into here in just one minute. So just bear with me. We're almost done with the whole Kalen talk, right? This is where we're going to get into the juicy part. So thank you for bearing with me, okay? Kalen DeBoer did what was in the best interest of him and his family and his coaching staff. And their families to go to Tuscaloosa. My heart hurts because I truly loved Kalen. I never was a. I liked Chris Peterson. I didn't love him. Jimmy Lake was a fucking loser. Uh, Rich uh, Newheisel was or Newheisen was not. He he's okay. Not to be rude, he's okay. I mean, not to be. He won some games with Jake Locker, shit, shit like that. But it twenty five and two is just different. It's just different. And when that walks out the door, it's like being in a relationship with somebody, and she's like a nine and a half. She's everything you could have possibly dreamed of. And then she says, "You know, honey, with all, even with all the time we've spent and the and the experiences we've had." you know, with each other and the laughs and the good times. It's just not the perfect fit for me at the current time. That's what this felt like to me. So what? 
I'm not good enough. Like Washington, we're not good enough for you, Kalen. But then I had to look at this and say, at least they know what they want. At least they know what they're looking for. At least they have the future, right? And when you have that definitive future in front of you, you are destined for good things. That's in my opinion. Kalen could go to Alabama and fail for all the God I know. I don't know. Who knows? I wish him well. Even with him leaving after literally taking my team in the fucking national championship game and then leaving three days later. I'm not going to be like everybody else or a lot of the other people in Husky Nation and say, you should, you know, hope you fucking suck and blah, 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 blah. Because that's petulant. That's childlike behavior. And so we're going to say, no, it's being a fan. I would disagree. You can be a fan and not be a jackass. You know, just saying. Kalen, when in hindsight and wrap up for me, I wish you nothing but the best. I wish that and hope that you and Ryan Grubb uh, take Tuscaloosa to the, to, to, to the next level. But as long as you don't get in, in the way of UW continuing to build the program, with all due respect, that's all I really that's all I give a shit about. So it's been a fun weekend. It's been a crazy couple of days. This week in Seattle sports has been an absolute fucking roller coaster. And it's one that I will remember, honestly, for years and years to come. Um, again, I'm just going to say this once. Apologies for the language in this today. I don't normally I'm not this colorful, but there's been a lot of crazy shit that's been going on this week in football and sports and all that garbage and, uh, Let's just hope that this week can be a stepping stone for a positive week to come because last week was absolutely brutal. And with that, you guys, I'm going to hop out. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. If you guys want to follow me more, see what I got to say behind the curtain, pull behind the proverbial bleachers, you can find me on Twitter, formerly known now as X, uh, at capital P-N-W, Professor. Find me there. Please subscribe. Leave a rating. Please leave a rating. If you listen to this podcast and you enjoy the bullshit that I put up with on a weekly basis, please leave a rating. I need to I need to see what people think. Reviews would be greatly appreciated. If you're on Apple, I'm on there. I'm on Google. I'm everywhere. So there's not much of a reason for you guys not to leave a rating. It takes 30 seconds. I would greatly appreciate it. I'll catch you guys next time. Until then, dogs up. See us rise and uh, I guess uh, go Bucks.